Soundcheck PGH. It's time for another episode because that's what we do here. We just put out episode after episode after episode after episode. This week, you already know who it is. Angela Autumn sits down with us. She is a local Pittsburgh alt-country artist, western artist, alt-folk artist, whatever you want to call it. It's good music. And this is a good conversation. We get into everything, and I don't mean to say that we get deep, but we do get pretty deep. We get pretty real, and you're about to hear it right now. But you know what else you're going to hear? An unreleased demo. Previously unheard, brand new material. You're only going to hear it here. I don't know what else I need to tell you. Let's just do it. He's a ghost rider. Check PGH. Today's guest, Angela Autumn. Thanks Hello. for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm uh, super excited. Uh, I feel like we've never really gotten to hang out, sit down, and talk about anything, but I feel like I've crossed paths with you a couple times. Do you remember any of that? It was through WIP. You had just won the like reimagination thing or something, the like singer songwriter, young singer songwriter. Does that make any sense? I remember that. And yeah, that was that would have been. Whew. Was I would have been 20, ago. I think, at the time. Yeah. However, yeah, um, I did that song with WYP through their reimagination. Uh, okay. I think I was the oldest participant because most people were in their early teens or mid-teens. Right. Um, but yeah, that was great. I remember that. That was a great time. Yeah. In the and Market Square. In the Market Square, exactly. Um, and you had just stopped going by the name Angela Autumn Cash. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I you, was going by Angela Autumn Cash for is there a about reason, six months. Is there a reason for that? What was that? So that was just a marketing <laughs> idea yeah, that, yeah. I, that some people had for me, um, who I'm no longer working with, thank God. Like, <laughs> we were on the phone for two hours with them trying to make up a better like stage name for me. Angela Autumn isn't good enough. Well, that's your real name, it's right? It's my real name, right? It's, it's my first and middle name. And these people were like, "That's not good enough. We need." I mean, that's we natural. need some like marketing, uh, something to catch people's eye. So it was cash for, <laughs> <laughs> for like six months. That's... Angela Autumn Cash, Cash Money. That that yeah, that's hilarious. That's super funny. I remember what? because. I had to do the remarks that day, and the thing that they had given me, I think, said Angela Autumn Cash. And I remember you telling me, you don't go by that anymore. You're like, <laughs> I'm so just funny. Angela Autumn. I would have been that, like, sassy. Like, <laughs> you got, yeah. Like, um, hello. <laughs> I don't go by that. Listen, I'm not cash anymore. I'm not cash. Um, <laughs> so that was never really a part of who I am as a performer. But I think when, like, on a heavier note, when you're young artist a lot of people are trying to change you and influence you and it can be very stressful sure and um yeah i think it's just something that you develop as you get older who right. you really are because you started super young right definitely yeah like playing by the age of 10 and performing out by the age of 12 um 
and I did everything <laughs> that I could um, to sing and began writing when I was 15 or 16, uh, like lots of songs. Um, and I really started to develop my songwriting interest when I started listening to Bob Dylan. So I discovered him when I was 16 or 17 and got super heavy into folk um, and just like being a solo performer and uh, what that means and Sure. Then I went off to college and uh, I got to do some cool stuff at Duquesne and just discover Pittsburgh and like all that it had to offer as as a young artist, which actually was a lot. So right, because you weren't yeah. you weren't in Pittsburgh when you started. You didn't grow up here. Is that correct? I so I grew up north of here in this okay. small town called Zelianople, PA. Okay. Um, which is about forty five minutes north of the city. So. There's a little bit of opportunity there, but I think it's just um, relegated to the one bar <laughs> in, <laughs> in our town, which has live music, which right. I played like every month. And uh, That's kind of cool, though. That's like a little small town. It is so cute, and I love my hometown so much. Um, yeah, they just, they just have a very different idea of like what a typical weeknight is or yeah. like... It's like Saturday night, everyone's geared up to go. Like, let's go. And then the rest of the nights of the week, it's like dead. Interesting. Completely dead. Just like, no. Maybe some trivia and like a couple <laughs> beers. Right, right, right. Like at the local bar. If we're going to get like wild. It. And then Pittsburgh is very different yes, from that. Yes, 100%. Now, was it Duquesne that brought you to Pittsburgh? Was that like your first time you really started living here? Yes, that was, that would have been in 2014. And um, I moved down here and... Um, I learned all about this crazy city. Yeah. Would you say you uh, love Pittsburgh? There's, I feel like there's a lot of people who, if they they don't just like Pittsburgh, they love Pittsburgh. I think maybe ask me that in five years. Okay. Because I'm a little bit burnt out on Pittsburgh now. Sure. What's been burning you out? Just a lot of drama within the music scene and a lot of okay. people who will prevent good things from happening to others because they because of the business side, right? And I think we could have a really good scene here if people just broke down the walls and just gave up their pride a little bit and said, I want to sing with you and let's collaborate and let's do this instead of everyone staying in these like little pockets of their comfort zone in terms of musical genre or friends. And we actually have a really huge, huge underground scene here. I mean, like, any night a week there could be five shows. Oh, yeah. So, and I want to see that, like, I want to see that at the forefront of what our city is. And I want to see people talking about artists that other people don't know about. And, like, bigger artists and bigger names bringing those smaller artists up instead of two names dominating, like, the Pittsburgh circuit or what we're known for, you know, right? like everyone knows right. the Clarks. Sure. It's Everybody like they have the monopoly the on yeah. <laughs> what Pittsburgh music is. And that's just like, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Of course. Of course. So yeah, I think instead of leaving young artists to do it themselves, it's like, I want more people to step in and move things forward because I had to like pave so many roads for myself being a female artist, like sure. just break them down. 
right. as I went because there was no one saying, oh, hey, we see what you're trying to do and we'll help. It was more like, here's the assumption of what I think you are. Right. And your last name is going to be Cash now. <laughs> like, no, like, why does it have to be that way, right? Right. So, so are you talking, like, specifically, are you talking about there should be more people on the marketing side, on the promoting side, on the, like, venue side? Or are you talking about, like, more artists working together or all of it? Like, it, when you say, like, breaking down and providing yeah, more opportunities for people. For sure. I would say it's has a lot to do with the radio stations, Interesting. Um, I think that the college stations do a better job than some local radio stations of like bringing that indie scene to the forefront um, sure. and underground. I also think that some of the bigger artists could reach out to younger artists and say, hey, you know, here's my contact. Kind of take them under their wing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, and they do that, but so like with one other person. And they gotcha. just, and all of us are just like, Okay, you know, so yeah, I'll definitely do that for the next generation of writers and artists. Sure. Because that's important to me. Definitely. Making sure people feel safe and if they are, if they do have potential, like, yeah. not like cutting them down because you don't want to see somebody grow. Yeah, that's almost like do a human. Yeah, I do. You just put out your first EP, correct? Or your first like official EP? Is that Yeah, I've released three um like self-produced um cds in the past and they were like 10 to 12 songs each so that's um i did my first one. It's a lot of material yeah i did my first one when i was 18 i did another one when i was like around that time Uh that you and i met um and this one had two singles and three live tracks they're part of a bigger collection of songs um it just ended up being an EP, and right. I kind of like it that way. <laughs> it's like a teaser yeah, for definitely. more to come. So is it leading up to like a project, a full album that's kind of what you've been working towards? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely a full album. I don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully by... It's crazy. These things take so much longer than you would think. You can Sure. Like, like you can think it's going to be done, and then it'll be a year <laughs> from when... You thought it would be. Um, but the songs are ready and the studio is there. So as soon as that um, process gets a roll in and I raise some money, we're going to start it. That's awesome. Yeah. How has, when did, when officially did the EP uh, get released? So I released the EP January 11th. Okay. Um, on Spotify and like all the platforms, I just self-released it. Sure. And, and um, it's Rascal. It's Rascal. Rascal EP. Yep.
how's has the reception been on that? It was good. Like, I think the single had some airplay, and the other songs had been played a few times. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I just had the release show, and everyone right. was hyped, like singing the songs, and I was so surprised. Yeah. That they knew the words. Yeah. To like all the songs, so that felt really good. That's that is really good. I imagine that's really validating to like all the work that you've put into it. Definitely. Um, is that is that a new experience for you, having people like kind of know the words and singing along to your songs? Yeah, for sure. Like, I've had people say I like that song and like mention a part of it to me, but I've never had that many people like calling out the names of the song. Oh, and, that's super cool. And I think it was the one line I said, um, it's in Sin Water. Yes, song, Sin I Water. love that one. That cool. one was great. <laughs> Rock on. Um, it says, it's a jam. I got these four wheels, a country mile and a pretty fix, but this steel city living and a life in the country yes. just don't mix. And everyone I was like... I that line on my... Uh, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, everyone was like, yeah, steel city, because everyone loves when you call out their favorite city. The hometown. Yeah. The hometown. So my roots definitely come out, and um, and I'm proud about that, but also conflicted. I was going to so. say, because that line always kind of, when I think about it, makes me think that, like, you want to leave Pittsburgh. You want to go somewhere else, like somewhere where it's going to, like, mix a little bit better. Definitely, because I have this, like, wandering spirit. Okay. And it feels very... Pittsburgh can feel like a, a metropolis sometimes. I mean, there are a lot of young professionals... And well, it is a metropolis. It feels like a huge <laughs> metropolis. Sure, sure. Um, but I miss just being able to like get my feet in the mud or like go out on a hike. Right. Um. So if there's a place that I can go and embrace the countryside, um, you know, while just being myself, I'll I'll take it. Definitely. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you get inspiration for your songs? Like that kind of like country, like kind of reminder of home almost? Yeah, definitely. Like I write a lot when I'm home um, at my mom's house. and Because uh, maybe you should do that. Maybe you should go hole up in the country for a little bit. I've totally thought about that. Yeah, because it's not that far away. No, and I've totally thought about that. It's just a matter of getting a whole recording studio into my home. Gotcha. Yeah. Isn't that, that's what uh, Bon Iver did. Yes. <laughs> what Bon Iver did, which everyone romanticizes the heck out of, but oh, really like he was already like a class A engineer oh, yeah. by the time he went yeah, out yeah, into yeah. that log cabin. No, listen, he wasn't learning how to play the instruments <laughs> no. in the log cabin. That's for sure. Um, but but, but the, it's definitely a dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is the same. The idea is that like, you know, if that's where you get your inspiration from and if that's what's really like giving you your passion just kind of like hiding away somewhere and just kind of like f zeroing in on it yeah i love the idea of because are you doing music full-time i am actually working a couple of side jobs right now okay. um just to support the music sure because the goal is music full-time the goal is music full-time and i consider myself a professional artist um oh like probably since middle of college i'd say sure but um I love the idea of like the band going and renting out a house or, you know, just or Neil Young playing in his barn. Right. Right. And having this. So once I like find my way a little bit, I think down the road, that'd be a cool, a cool thing to pursue. Definitely. Like definitely. So yeah. you started playing pretty young. When did you decide you wanted to go like all in on this? 
like this is what you wanted to do? Oh my gosh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> was there like a moment I... <laughs> that like sticks in your mind of like? I like don't want to say it because it's gonna sound so nerdy. No, you have to say it. Okay, one time I was doing this thing at my school, um, where I grew up, and I played a song for for the crowd. It was called "Put Your Records On." Okay. By Corinne Bailey Ray, and I just got such a rush from it, and I was like, "This is so great," you know. That yeah. was the Taylor Swift era. How old were you? I was. 13 wow and i was just like oh my gosh this is so great but yeah with like little opportunity to play i was mainly just playing in my bedroom like fostering this dream that i hopefully will turn into a reality which i am manifesting now i mean you've made some good progress on it yeah (laughs) i mean if you think back to that time like definitely i think it's just always about keeping that alive Sure. So I always want to keep it alive. I think it's always been there. Where do you think it comes from? Like what, like you started so young, like where, like, was it family influenced? I think maybe some people feel this way, but they just hear music and they're like, I can't get enough. Right. Like I would just hear songs and be like, oh man, this is great. And when I asked my parents for a guitar, um, I think it was a way to like deal with stress and and trauma at a young age. Really? And I think I think did you music, go through a lot of that? Yeah, I think I think that trauma and just like dysfunctional living situations have always pushed me towards music. Sure. So and even now, like I'm so grateful for it, even though music is music is at odds with itself, right? It's like you're burying your soul. Right. But um. But yeah, like I, I definitely think that it, it came with like growing up and just wanting an outlet for my feelings. Yeah, no, I think a lot of artists uh, and some of the best art is kind of like born out of those more trying situations. But let's back up a little bit. Let's let's uh, let let's uh, go back to um, just describing your music overall. Like for the listeners who aren't familiar with Angela Autumn, like how would you describe the music you put? Well, it's acoustic based, so okay. you're going to hear a lot of um, a lot of nice, just like acoustic, relaxing, good beats, um, and it's soulful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit western, country sounding, and um, I think my vocals are just my own. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're um, it's always about the lyrics for me, and um, and singing right. is just a way to get the feeling across. Right. So, because you're an English major. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that. But my music is like it's it's really open, right? Like sure. I like form and structure, but I just I like poetry and you know. So the lyrics are kind of like poetry to you. Definitely. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, that's like a very unique application for an English degree. Oh, like writing. Songs. No, uh, yeah, yeah, like using it for like songwriting. Well, Paul Simon was an English major. Was he? Yeah. You had that ready to go. You know that fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just googled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one no, can that's, see. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty great. That's true. You could be doing anything. No one would yeah. know. Um, that's awesome though. So I've seen you describe your music as sad cowgirl before. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping you would say that. Yeah. So this definitely comes from like 
like I was talking about feelings, um, it definitely comes from a sign that I made with my dad when I was like 18. Okay. Because I have a huge busking background. Oh, really? So just yeah. like playing on the street? Yeah. Okay. And like my my dad would like bring me down to the city for the arts festival. Yeah. And we would make a sign that said like cowgirl songs. Because it was a funny because it was like cowboy songs, uh, but like cowgirl. Yeah. And so I would like sing and like just basically at the top of my lungs to all these passerbys. And that's where I got the... The cowgirl blues thing from. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still busk? Occasionally, I just really do it because I, I want to play. Yeah. And w- usually when it's nice outside. <laughs> yeah. With the weather we've been having, I just like having well, fun too. I I don't think the busking community is very active in the winter. No. <laughs> but well, you know. Yeah. It'll it'll happen again. That's pretty cool though. Um. Uh, so we actually, on this show, we had the Sad Girls Aquatics Club. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with them. But yeah. um, but I do really like the idea of Sad Cowgirl being, like, the land-based chapter of, like, the, of aqua- the, of the, of the Aquatics Club. <laughs> like, I think that's a perfect fit. You guys should, like, that do du- a bill together That or duo something. is awesome. Like, yeah, there should be. I'm calling for a collaboration. Put it out there. Yes. It's on record now. <laughs> yeah. It would make it happen. Hey, girls. Yeah, that's right. Um... So, the new EP, are these old songs that you're just kind of, like, putting together finally for, like, uh, the newest project? Or is this new material that you've kind of come up with recently? For the um, for the upcoming album? Yeah, for the EP that came out in January, for, like, what you're working on now. Yeah, they, like, I really don't go back further than two years into okay. my songwriting, but Promised Land was is coming up on like two or three years old. I think gotcha. I think it's two years old now. Um the new album will be like more recent stuff from the past year and from now that's just developing. So yeah. But a lot of it came from oh man. Two thousand seventeen I think I wrote Sin Water. Um Country Boy I wrote in like even l- before that. Yeah. Um, but getting other people to play your songs and like the full band to, to learn takes time. So, and what was the reasoning behind, uh, three of the, three of the tracks are live? Yeah. Three of the tracks are live. Okay. What was the reasoning behind that? And when are they all from the same show or is you just wanted to capture that energy? Yeah. So I thought the crowd had a really good energy and I, I really, really liked those recordings. I thought they were so raw. But we Sin Water, I was shocked was live at the end. I was like, because it doesn't sound live. The it's recording's live. perfect, and yeah. like, and it's such a jam. I just like, I was surprised that it was like, you know, done all together. I would have assumed it was all mixed, like in. Yeah, and we got so lucky with those ones. And, yeah, they um, sound great. Yeah, we got so lucky with those. And then the first two were like intended to be singles. So I don't know if you like an A side and a B side, sure, right type of deal. But I didn't want to release a single i thought that like i like more cohesive um works Mm -hmm. so we threw together the live recordings with the two singles and Mm -hmm. um it ended up being a good product so um once those for sure yeah so like once those are sold out we'll uh move towards an album and is rascal the man that's the single right that's like the the main track 
Yes, that's the main track. G- give me the inspiration behind that. Like you're you're it it's yeah, so yeah. clear that like the lyrics are such a big deal. It comes across. I mean, they're like you can dive into them and like really read into it a million different ways. But I want to hear from you because I got you here now. For sure. Um, I could say a lot of things about Rascal, but really it developed it two times. So the um, catalyst for it was me sitting in my room, okay, thinking about somebody who was really on my nerves, making me anxious. <laughs> um, like you're a rascal, and that was just what I thought. Um, and as time went on, um, I met another individual who was traveling around in the country in his van and I found out they were also an English major. Instant connection. Yeah. And, but like a dark connection, right? Like we're both (laughs) super self-destructive and yeah. And into like Jack Kerouac and right. And we're here having these beers, like what's up? And he kept trying to give me books to read and stuff and just like acting like everything's going to be okay. Just, you know, and Rascal is like my take on that because I think that when you live a lifestyle of like the nomadic kind and you are experiencing the world, it can be really so lonely. Sure. The only thing that you can turn to or like, oh, I have these books and this music, but what do you really have, right? Like you haven't built a family, you haven't built like a home for yourself. So when two people meet that don't have that, it can be like... Oh, disaster. Sure. Neither of us know what we're supposed to do. Yeah. It's just like a perfect storm to write a song. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's cool, though. So, yeah. But let me ask you, what is important then? What to you? Is the nomadic lifestyle something that you're more attracted to? Or you mentioned like doesn't have a family, doesn't have like hasn't put down roots. What? What's important? I know this is a super deep question, but like, just what's what's it all for? Well, I'm in a good mood, so like, my brain's not firing off, like, freaking out at that question. Um, I think both are important because both being part nomad, part like rooted. Yeah, like I think making connections with people is huge. Sure. And if if you can maintain some solid connections um, throughout your life, like that's great. That's so wonderful. Like relationships. Yeah. For relationships sure. are kind of like, they're everything. They're everything. They're everything. But being a musician and like meeting so many people all the time, I definitely see some musicians that lack that ability to connect with other people. Okay. And I'm very wary of falling into that trap. What do you think causes that? I think it can just be losing your like sense of groundedness. Um, I'm a very grounded person and super down to earth. And I always like look at the situation for its goods and its bads. And when you're a musician, it's like everything is super good one moment and then you're alone. And like, right. It's a really tough balance to maintain. It's kind of like a roller coaster, like a lot of, yeah, a lot of swings. Definitely. Yeah. So the most important thing to me is is staying grounded. So what keeps you grounded? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Calling my mom every day. Oh, really? That's great, though. <laughs> Just being like, Mom, how you doing? And telling her what's going on. But also... But that's relationships. That's what you're talking about. Right. Like cooking and like 
doing my art and um like meditating mm-hmm. i used to be super into running and like now i do yoga so yeah i do all those things and to me that's like if you don't have those things then you yeah. know what i mean yeah it's yeah. A, it's very spiritual like i feel like no but the, it's grounded in like logic though i mean it's right. spiritual but like the whole mind body thing is like there's science behind that like yeah having healthy relationships both with like family and friends like you know cooking means you're eating healthier typically like running or yoga or meditation that's all like it's spiritual but at the same time i mean that's like advice that any anybody would give you know what i mean like that's just that's a good way to live a life yeah i actually definitely it's a good way to live a life and it's even more important like for musicians um who have like super crazy like suicide statistics and just sure. things that don't need to happen because this suffering artist stereotype is like a total myth you know i mean just because we are artists doesn't mean that we we're like perpetually suffering sure. um it doesn't help to be depressed either when you're writing songs like if i was yeah. depressed i wouldn't even want to pick up my guitar so i do things every day that like keep me in that routine and sure. like keep me happy so that I can go out and perform and like do what I love. Right. You're kind of, uh, rounding the edges a little bit. Definitely. <laughs> Making the highs not as high and the lows not as low kind of key because it's that swing that where you get into trouble. Um, but I mean, there's, there's like, you know, being depressed doesn't help write songs, but there's definitely listening to your tracks. There's definitely a sadness there at times. Um, one of the ones that I love is Strawberry Fields. Did and... you hear that song? Oh yeah. Oh, my band camp. On band right camp, on, yeah. yeah. I love that one. Thank you so much. I think it's great. But there's such like, and part of the reason why it's so good is because like it translates this like really deep sense of like melancholy or just like of like like a pain, like a kind of dulled pain, but like a pain nonetheless. Back before I met you. Before I was brand new Back before I met you Who knew what was lost What would you say is the favorite song of yours that you've written at this moment oh my gosh what one matters the most to you <laughs> from the ones i've released doesn't matter or like it could be an unreleased track I but actually, if it's an unreleased track we're gonna have to give people a taste of it so okay so if it's unreleased i have to like sing it or something no no i mean you can just like give me give me like you can give me the track or 30 seconds or we'll put it in here okay cool um i'll, I'll get a demo for you after this that would be awesome it's a song called james dean okay and (laughs) it's my favorite because how long have you been working on it oh it's i wrote it december of 2017 wow so it's it's done it's completed yeah but i was listening to it on the way over and it's basically me just like talking to every guy i've ever met and being like you have it so easy just being a guy and getting to go do whatever you want (laughs) wow and it says i wish i was james dean like because yeah from my point of view i think like certain doors open 
sure. for men. Not not all. Like it's no, not no, always no. that way. It's not always that way, but that's definitely true. And like also just being put into a box as a female singer, like sure. you have to sound like all these things that have happened before, right? But masculine elements like are all over my life. Like I do I don't think that it I don't think gender roles are like necessarily static. I think a guy can do the dishes and like a girl can Oh yeah. You know, play football with the kids outside or right. like whatever, right? So it's more and dynamic. Get, and we're getting there. We're, we're getting it's, there. It's moving that direction. But for some reason it's still not there for like music. Oh really? You yeah. think specifically music's having like lagging behind a little bit? Yeah, I what, think Can you give me some examples? I think folk music specifically. Okay. Okay. I think folk music is specifically, and it's getting better with people like Courtney Barnett, who are like... Yes, Courtney is great. Right. Courtney is so good. Like, I think it's getting better. Brandy Carlisle, but there are still these archetypes, I guess, and so... And things that you face directly. Yes, or experience definitely. Directly. Definitely. Definitely. Give me, give me some examples. You don't have to get... You don't have to recount stories, <laughs> but like, do you, can you think of any? Just like being co- constantly compared to like every female artist that ever lived, like, oh, you're... So your singing is like this style. And so like, this must be a song where you got your heart broken. It's like, nah, this is a song where <laughs> I walked away. <laughs> like, right, these right. things aren't always um, one dimensional. Right, yeah. I bet you never seen one just like me. So down and out, messed up and hard on her luck. I bet everyone you meet's just like a freight train Always running down the tracks once they had enough I ain't had enough You might have seen the world outside But I've seen your eyes I've seen you naked in the moonlight And you can tell your secrets, baby, under the covers But that don't make it right It ain't right Coat's made of leather and your skin is so brown If I was your lover in your river, I'd drown I wish I was James Dean Looking through a window On some silver screen Like my mama's favorite TV show I'll never know, I'll never know, I'll never know Cause I'm just Kurt Cobain Minus the insane part Oh Young and able to take just what I need. Don't call it greed, don't call it greed, don't call it greed. No, your clothes made of leather and your skin is so brown. If I was your lover in your river, I'd drown. I wish I was. James Dean 
screen Like my mama's favorite TV show I'll never know, I'll never know, I'll never know I'll never know I'm James Dean well, Yeah, that's like James Dean is just yeah, it's just like a social critique and like it's also kind of funny. So I think I'll release that one sometime. That's awesome. That sounds like that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sad Girl Blues. What up? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it. So um, so what's what do you what do you have planned outside of the album? Are you planning on playing a lot more shows? Is there a tour you're trying to put together? You're just trying to just keep going for a little bit and see what happens? Man, it's always this weird process of like, what's the next thing? Yeah. Booking a tour, Uh getting things taken care of. And slowly, um, I've moved to like play out of state. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So like looking at a regional tour coming up. Oh, sweet. mm -hmm, With, um, yeah, with this really cool drummer named T.R. McCotch. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a couple of shows i have a show in nashville oh sweet on the 16th yeah i feel like that's like a that's got to be a hotbed for you right like that's gotta be yeah that's gotta be a place you want to be i'll i heard it's like really happening and i'll let you know yeah um how it is i actually have never been i heard it's a great city just to visit even if you're not you know playing music down there yeah um yeah i'll have to like revisit it um and i want to get a van so i can like play and travel a little bit um and we're working towards it so that's cool. That's Do you see plan. yourself staying in Pittsburgh? Do you see yourself moving to a different scene at some point? I'd like to check out a different scene um, once I get my album done. Right. I just want to like, I want to do the album here because I've made like so many nice connections and relationships right. with, with these musicians and it would be a shame to to waste that and, sure. and uproot that. Sure. So. Who are some of the musicians and bands that you've been working with that you really like? Yeah, for sure. Um, I work with um, somebody named Buck, who is the player for Binley Hardware Company. Oh, they're great. I know John. He's awesome. Yeah, John's awesome. Um, one of my like best friends and also just a champion of mine and a, a real talent. Um, Buffalo Rose. Yes. They were kind enough to like take me al- along with them on the road a couple of times. Oh, you'd be perfect for them. They're, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a great bill. <laughs> they're like great friends of mine. And... Um, yeah, I've just I found some some cool people. I still feel like the production and like the a lot of the instruments is, are are played by me. Like it's literally me nice. doing like okay, I'm doing banjo and like right. acoustic and like maybe some bass or some electric. Right. But I will bring in like drums and bass. Right. And a produce like another producer yeah. to work on it with me. So it's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um I worked like really hard to get here and also gone through some rough times. <laughs> I can, yeah, no, it's cool though. So but you're at a good spot. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, where can they find you? They can find you on Spotify. You got the rascal EP on there. Yeah. Find me on Spotify. Um, you got Facebook, oh, your Twitter. Yeah. Maybe Twitter? check for, yeah. Maybe check my Facebook, Angela autumn music and my right. Instagram, Angela autumn. Um, music for like tiny desk contest Ooh, updates cool so i may be doing 
a second year of applying for the tiny desk contest. Oh, nice. So yeah, nice. so I'll let you know if I do that. Oh yeah, please do, please do. But yeah. uh, thanks for coming in. This was yeah. great. Thanks this so was much for awesome. having me back. Of course, cool. That's all we have for you. That is the interview with Angela Autumn. Thank you again to Angela for coming in and speaking with us. It was a lot of fun. And let me be the first to tell you, you specifically, thank you for listening. Appreciate the support, as always. If you're listening to this, you probably already know where to find us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can email us. All that stuff. If you really like us, you're going to leave us a review on iTunes. and You're going to talk about how great or how shitty we are. It really doesn't matter. I want that review. Anyway, lots of fun stuff coming up. Stay tuned. Until next time, I am and always will be Jack Doherty, the host, and our producer is Noah Broad. We'll talk to you guys soon.